Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the Fruited Plain and beyond, I'm Aaron Crowley, and this is episode 152, The Neuroscience of Gratitude, also known as the Happy Thanksgiving edition of the Fab Lab Podcast year 2022, taking a minor, quick departure from the typical fare that we talk about, the business side of the fab shop, business side of the stone industry, talking recently about safety within a stone shop. Well, today I want to talk about gratitude. I want to talk about being thankful and the incredibly powerful role that can play in our business's success and quite frankly in the success of our lives outside of work. Now earlier this week, there's just a lot of news. I mean, if, if you look for bad news, take it from me, you'll find it. And I just like, I just cracked the door. I peeked into the room and I shut it really quick. I was like, man, there's so much bad news online. If you're looking for it, you will find it. And what I found so interesting was how quickly that bad news can affect my outlook. Even though things in the moment seem to be going really well, somebody else tells me there's bad news or there's bad things on the horizon. It's like it effect, it has an effect. It plays a role. It it affects me in a negative way. There's fear. There's a there's a pessimism that can set in. There's quite frankly anger that can well up inside of me. Just a generally negative emotional response to that. And that is not productive. That is not conducive to success in the business, and it's really not conducive to success outside of work in the places really important, family and friends and things like that. And so today I want to talk about gratitude, kind of contrasting it to that norm, that default that I think, I'm assuming most humans, and maybe some of us in particular, we can default to that worst case thinking. And it's a downward spiral that does not help us. So we're going to look at the default that bad news compared to the discipline of gratitude, this discipline of being thankful. And so we're going to look at a couple of things that are really, really interesting as it relates to gratitude. We're going to look at the chemical reality, what studies and what research is showing in neuroscience. We're going to look at the positive effects. There are measurable, indisputable data to suggest the positive, very positive effects of gratitude. And then we're going to look at just some discipline, some practical steps that we can take to move us into that state to sort of offset the influence of negativity, the influence of bad news. We need to combat that. There's an antidote to that, and it's gratitude. It's really fascinating. So happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed this podcast because I think it's, it's been really encouraging for me to prepare for it. It's had a positive effect on my outlook. Having started the week looking at some bad news, um, I think I'm ending the week in a much better place, and I hope that it will be a positive impact on your Thanksgiving weekend. So let's talk about the chemical reality. Why is gratitude good for us? It's fascinating. But when we express gratitude, brain scans show, brain imaging demonstrates in real time Certain aspects of the brain light up when the subject or when the patient thinks thoughts of gratitude or expresses gratitude. They can actually see it. You can put it on a screen. You can watch YouTube videos of it. It's really cool. But beyond that, the chemical aspect of this, what's lighting up in the brain are these neurotransmitters that are moving chemicals to the brain. And in the moment, those chemicals make us feel good. Those chemicals are dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and there are others, but those are the three big ones. And they're all, if you could group them together, if you were to summarize them, they're feel-good chemicals. When those chemicals hit the brain, it has, a, in some cases, an immediate and a positive effect because it makes us feel good. And there's all kinds of data to, su- to support this. In fact, I'll just mention right now, there are three articles linked 
in the show notes. You can go read all the articles that I've read to prepare for this podcast. And that's where I got this data. It's just, it's just absolutely fascinating. And now here's something about these neurotransmitters. Moving dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin into our brains when we express gratitude. Those are the same chemicals, the exact same chemicals that flood the brain with certain substances, certain behaviors, certain activities. When you take drugs, you, tobacco, alcohol, gambling, sex, even anger to a certain degree will flood the brain. And it provides, what's interesting, those substances, those activities, we're all familiar with them. Well, maybe some of them. They, they, will, they will, in the moment, they will flood the brain with feel-good chemicals. That's why they exist. That's why people use those substances and take part in those activities. Because in a very real sense, and I guess maybe even a scientific sense, and you all know I'm a stonecutter, not a, not a scientist, I'm not a psychologist, but you all know fundamentally that those things provide temporary relief. They, they produce, those chemicals produce a feeling of goodwill. Now with the drugs and, and certain like extreme activities, they produce such a high dosage of those chemicals, you know, that, I mean, it's just, it's just over the top. And that's one of the risks of those is that if you use those substances or those behaviors as a coping me- mechanism, as a way to deal with negative emotions or uncomfortable feelings, over time, those can, those can get very destructive. They can become addictive. And actually, then, then you know, you, they're not just something that you use occasionally to, you know, tolerate your circumstances. They can own you. Very, very significant downside risks to using them. But the reason why they are so effective or dangerous is because they work. Those chemicals make us feel good. Now, what's the what's cool about gratitude is there's no downside risk. I don't think there's a, a, a possibility of becoming addicted to gratitude. Perhaps if there was, maybe the world would look a little bit differently than it does. But the positive thing about gratitude is it's all upside. Same chemicals. Slightly lower dosages, but the same effect on the brain, and it's all positive. So now let's talk about the positive effects. And like I said, there are two articles in the show notes that link to this. There were at least three studies, three separate scientific studies for each one of these four positive effects I'm about to mention here. Number one, heart health. Heart disease, number one killer in America. Yet, studies show time after time, gratitude and being thankful, being in a state of thankfulness is shown, proven, statistically demonstrated, it will improve heart health. Second, resilience to trauma and enhanced mental well-being. Similarly, multiple studies linked in the article demonstrate that being thankful, expressing gratitude, actually allows people to be resilient to trauma and to overcome trauma and to just experience higher levels of emotional well-being, mental well-being, mental health. Number three, overall health, physical. Again, multiple studies. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, all improved, all superior, all higher in people who are, are generally thankful or are willing to, to develop the discipline, which we're going to talk about next, or the practice of being grateful, of expressing gratitude, of being thankful. Lastly, it's really interesting. There's a whole article on this. One of the articles is, is basically entirely on the impact of gratitude on a work environment. Same thing. Studies show owners or leaders who are grateful or, or have a practice of thankfulness or gratitude, measurable. You can In studies, it shows that those work environments that those folks lead are healthier, produce better results, and, and vastly increase job satisfaction for the people that work in those environments. So there's just, like I said, there's no downside. It's all upside. If you can work into a place of being grateful and thankful, 
nothing but positive effects. And it counterbalances, again, it, default negative, the discipline, the positive. So there's a couple other things about this and studying this or studying for this podcast. I, I learned a couple of terms. Neuroplasticity. Now, from what I can understand, for many decades, it was believed in the scientific communities, those that study the brain, that something like brain damage and trauma, addictions, et cetera, et cetera, uh, th- th- there was a belief that that was permanent, that that could not be overcome. It couldn't be corrected, if you will. And so there's a certain sense of hopelessness. But in the last five or 10 years, what they're discovering is this idea of neuroplasticity, that the brain is actually amazingly capable of healing, that the damage done by all a host of things, whether it's addiction, whether it's substance abuse, whether it's trauma, et cetera, et cetera, those neurotransmitters, those grooves in the brain, those can be rewired. Those destructive habits and behaviors and patterns can actually be overcome. That your brain can actually be rewired to function at an optimal level of health. You can overcome that. You can, you can achieve a state of health. Even if you've been super negative, even if you're somebody who's massively pessimistic and just really hard to be around, you just have a habit of thinking negatively, of seeing everything through a, a you know just a pessimistic viewpoint. Great news. The discipline of gratitude can actually rewire your brain and you can move into a place that is at the complete other end of the spectrum. It's not permanent. It can be overcome. The brain is resilient and it is capable of just amazing healing and amazing growth. So let's talk about the disciplines that would lead to that. I'm going to just mention three of them. Now, some of these are just my own practices and some of these are just stuff that I've kind of discerned out of you know reading these articles. So there's three disciplines, three practices I want to talk about. Number one, it's going to seem overly simplistic. Saying thank you, that's it. The practice of just saying thank you, how hard can that be? Number two, gratitude journaling, actually actively writing down the things that you're thankful for. And then number three, just moving into a state, pursuing a state of gratitude, being thankful, just being in a mindset of thankful. So let's talk about those real quickly. Number one, saying thank you. I tell my wife all the time, Thank you for being my wife. <laughs> We've been married for 24, just over 24 years. I'm not exactly the easiest guy to get along with. I'm not the easiest guy to live with. You ask my kids, I'll tell you I'm angry all the time. I'm not. I'm only angry like half the time. But I'm very intense. Uh, I'm not the easiest person to, to, to be with all the time. And so I recognize my wife is tolerated a lot. She's put up with a lot. She's stuck with me through a, just a ton of stuff. And so I expressed her. I've gotten in the habit of just saying Thank you. Thank you for being my... Now, obviously, it's assumed. I mean, shouldn't she be thankful to be my... You know, (laughs) that I'm her husband? Well, maybe. But I'm thankful that she's my wife. And I say that. I express that. Those words come out of my wife, out of my mouth. Talking to my wife. Thank you for being my wife, Heather. Number two, I used to talk to my customers like this. I got in the habit of saying this phrase. Thank you for the opportunity for letting us work in your home. Anybody that had a contract with us, whether it was before we did the job, during the job, or after the job, I just got in the habit. I just got in the practice of saying thank you, acknowledging and expressing my gratitude because you know they could have gone to 100 other fabricators in town and, and then we wouldn't have had that job and I wouldn't have been able to make my payroll. I wouldn't have been able to pay the rent. I wouldn't have been able to make equipment payments, et cetera, et cetera. And I always tried to do that in front of my employees to just demonstrate that gratitude. That you know We wouldn't have a business... is. is a pain in the neck as some of these customers are, as much as we regret having signed a contract with this customer, at the end of the day, we still can acknowledge the blessing of having the work, expressing gratitude, 
expressing appreciation, saying thank you for the opportunity to work in your home. It is an honor when someone lets you into their house, into their sacred, you know, their castle to do work for them, part with their money, you know, for something that you're going to provide, saying thank you. Something else I'm just working on saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. again, I've said this before. I don't know where everybody, probably most of you may may or may not share my view, my my faith, my view of God and his role in the world. But I say thank you to God for the blessings in my life. And I find that really easy to do. But what I don't find easy to do is to thank God for the difficulties, for the struggles, for the things that I would choose not to have in my life. But I am learning to say, I'm not there way, I'm not there yet. I'm a long, long ways from this being completely genuine and being a discipline uh, or a habit. It's probably more of a discipline now. But just saying thank you. Thank you for the good things and thank you for the tough things in my life. Now let's talk about gratitude journaling or the practice of just writing things down that we're thankful for. Earlier this week, I began a list of 100 things that I'm thankful for. I was reading these articles. I was thinking through this podcast. How am I going to outline and structure this episode? And I thought, you know, I'm going to see if I can write down a list of 100 things that I'm thankful for. And it's been 48 hours since I started that list and I'm at 93. I got to the 40s pretty quickly and then it got a little harder, and, uh, and, and the longer the list gets, the harder it gets to add to that. But I am going to finish that list of 100 things. Now I want to talk about a study, speaking of writing things down that we're thankful for. Linked in the show notes, two PhDs, I think they were professors of psychology at Indiana University. They did a study of 300 folks who were just beginning formal counseling. It's very interesting. They broke them into three groups. 100 of them wrote three letter, letters expressing gratitude over the first three weeks prior to starting counseling. The second group wrote one basically journal entry about the things that had negatively affected them. And then the other group, nothing. They just started counseling. After 12 weeks, unbelievable evidence that that three letters that the first group wrote just saying thank you to somebody for something, 23% of them, a quarter of them, never even sent the letters. They just wrote them. They wrote three letters. 12 weeks later, the study, the way they measured their emotional well-being, the, th- the third, the 100 people that wrote those three letters were vastly further along in terms of their mental health and the role that that counseling played. Unmistakable impact of gratitude, expressing thanks, you know, thankfulness. Research to support that if you practice this discipline of being grateful, expressing thanksgiving, saying thank you, writing down the things that you're thankful for, it will absolutely improve your mental health and your emotional well-being. It'll offset the negativity. It'll make you healthier inside your business and out. Now, let's talk about just the state of being grateful, pursuing a state consciously, thoughtfully, purposefully moving towards a place where you just are more defined by gratitude than not. Being a thankful Person, I've adopted this phrase. In fact, I'm going to mention a couple of phrases here. I've adopted this phrase as of late, not in preparation for this this podcast, but just over the, I'd say probably the last year. People ask me how I'm doing. I think I have a tendency to go, ah, sales aren't where I'd like them to be, which is always true. <laughs> sales are never where I want them to be. Turns out my kids aren't perfect. What a shocker. It turns out parenting is way harder than I thought it was going to be, especially with older kids. My goodness, I got my oldest is 21, my youngest is five. They're all over the map. It's like I thought I was a much better parent than it turns out that I am, and and I can I can default to that. Man, it's just tough. Things aren't going as well as I want them to. You look at the state, you look at the country, you look at the world. It's like, man, everything seems to be going to hell in a handbasket. I could very easily respond with all of that in a weak moment when someone asks, "How you doing?" 
What I've started to say, what I'm increasingly saying, I have a lot to be thankful for. Now, I can be in the midst of a bunch of difficult stuff, which is all happening and which is true, but I can still say with absolute truthfulness because I do have a lot to be thankful for. And again, it's moving into the state of mind. It is choosing consciously and purposefully to acknowledge there are, even in the midst of challenges and difficulties, there are a lot of things that I have to be thankful for. So you ask me how I'm doing, if I'm doing good or bad, I'm going to just tell you it's a fact, it's a statement. So as part of the pursuit of being in gratitude, I got a lot to be thankful for. Now, from there, I might share what's going on. I might share the wins. I may share some of the losses, but they're going to be in the context of, hey, but by the way, I still have a lot to be thankful for. Now, it's really interesting. You wouldn't think that just saying that, well, what value does just saying something have? Maybe you don't even believe it. Maybe you don't think you have anything to be thankful for. I am telling you there is evidence in my own life, I'm going to share that with you, that just even getting into the habit of saying something like that can transform your outlook. So I don't know that I've ever shared this on the podcast before, but I had the privilege spending about a year and a half in some what I would consider to be some very intense counseling about three years ago and absolutely transformative experience. I can tell you right here without any exaggeration, the course of my life was altered as a result of that, resolving a whole bunch of things that were not resolved. Absolutely powerful. And I learned something. I was challenged by this counselor who has now become a very dear friend of mine. But I learned a phrase. He challenged me. He would compliment me in the course of these counseling sessions, and I would find it extremely difficult to to basically take those compliments. I couldn't. In fact, I would say I, I, I was incapable of receiving a compliment with grace like a normal human being. I would deflect... I would disagree, I would come up with a reason why that wasn't true, or, well, yeah, that, but I'd point out all of my very many other flaws, you know, that would sort of offset and kind of balance the scale. I just couldn't tolerate, like I'm tolerating my kids screaming up and down the hall right now, I couldn't tolerate the discomfort of those compliments. And he said, I'm going to challenge you to say something. Write this down. He told me, write this down. I receive that. And so even though I didn't believe I was worthy of those compliments, even though I was extremely uncomfortable and I experienced a lot of discomfort when someone complimented me, he challenged me to don't argue, don't deflect, don't disagree, don't come up with a bunch of other things that you've screwed up on. Simply say, I received that. And he challenged me. And so that became kind of this this conversation over the, the sessions over time. And what's really interesting, I didn't necessarily... Believe it at first, but I but I could say with truth, I receive that. It's just a fact. You said it, I receive it. Do I agree? It doesn't matter. That's not the point here. The point is I received it. And I can tell you that starting with just simply saying that fact, I receive that, and then shutting my mouth and not saying anything else, over time I have moved way, way, way down the continuum of being comfortable with a compliment. Now, I haven't hopefully become a, an egotistical maniac, but at least... I can receive a compliment from somebody with grace without diminishing their compliment. And and I believe it started with saying, I received that. And so I believe there's tremendous power in saying, I have a lot to be thankful for. You got struggles? Yeah. But I also have a lot to be thankful for. So fellow fabricator, I think there's the disciplines. Can we say it? Can we say thank you? (laughs) Can we write it? Can we take the time to sit down? Now, I'm not suggesting you sit down and write a hundred things that you're thankful for. Maybe Maybe you want to try. 
Maybe you journal. Maybe you write somebody a letter expressing that gratitude. Like I said, I think I mentioned this. 23% of the people that wrote those letters never sent them, yet they still experience the same positive benefit of expressing that gratitude. So can you say it? Can you write it? And lastly, can you live it? Can you move in? Can you pursue a state of gratitude, of just being a more thankful person? So, fellow fabricator, I'm thankful that you tuned into this episode. I am thankful for the opportunity to have this relationship that we have, that I get to show up here and share these things on the Fab Lab podcast. So, my, 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 I'm thankful for you on this Thanksgiving edition of the Fab Lab podcast. No matter where it finds you today, Thanksgiving, maybe it's later in the weekend, I hope it finds you tremendously fulfilled, recognizing how much you have to be thankful for. And I mean, you may be with family, you may be with friends, you may be down at your fab shop because you got so much work, which would be something to be thankful for. But if it finds you in a place where you are struggling and just you're in it, I hope you can take a moment. Just stop, pause long enough. Trust me. Don't trust me. Trust the evidence. Trust the, the neuroscience that increasingly proves that choosing to be thankful, saying thank you, writing your gratitude down, and moving into thankfulness will have a positive impact on you, even if you're in the middle, even if you're in the thick of it. Hopefully, you can pause long enough to identify some things that you do have to be thankful for. Now, I also want to say that there can there can be I'm fully aware of this myself levels of pain, levels of loss, grief, fear, struggle, difficulty in our lives that is simply overwhelming that just, you know, a podcast about gratitude is not adequate, it's not sufficient, it isn't enough to overcome that. And so fellow fabricator, if you are in that state, if you are experiencing that level of difficulty where you are just overwhelmed by it, May I humbly suggest you seek professional counseling? Uh, like I said, it, it, tra- it absolutely was a transformative experience in my own life. There's no shame. You don't even have to tell anybody. But there is no shame for seeking professional help in that regard. It could change your life. Now, if it's a little bit less severe, if this is just difficulties in your fab shop, if you've got operational problems, you've got personnel problems, you just need to decompress. If you've got nobody to process the chaos and just the difficulty of running the stone shop, by all means, I, I am not a professional counselor. I am not a psychologist. But I did own a stone shop for 23 years, and I know the struggle that you may be dealing with, and I'd be happy. You know, you can visit AaronCrowley.com. You can reach out to me there. I'll even put my email address in the show notes below. So if on this Thanksgiving weekend you find yourself just struggling and you need to process some of that, by all means, reach out. We can have a conversation and hopefully uh, bring some clarity to the situation that you're facing in your business. So fellow fabricator, ladies and gentlemen, stone shop owners, uh, thank you for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving and happy fabricating. <laughs>